Ladies and gentlemen, football season is upon us. And if you like football, you like fantasy football, you got to listen to the Fantasy Focus podcast. You can get it wherever you get ESPN podcasts and understand everything that is fantasy football in any given week. All right, the Fantasy Focus podcast. Make sure you subscribe right now wherever you find ESPN podcasts. Yes, sir, we promised you a great man here Gentlemen, welcome to Cheap Heat. A lot to get into today. I'm excited about today's podcast. There is uh, there's a lot to talk about, and the really fun part about it is some of it's really, really good. And I just feel like it's been a, a minute before we had something really, really good to talk about. So welcome aboard. We're going to be joined by... The physically large. In just a moment here. Um, oh my God, who is this man? That's right, he's the physically large. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll get a visit from from Dip. I see. Uh huh. Um, and hopefully, I have been in WWE for fifteen years. Whether you like me or hate me, whether you beer me or cheer cheer me. Don't know exactly what that means, but you understand. It. You understand what I'm trying to say. Um, and I believe he's here right now, so let me pot this up and uh, see if we hear the physically large one. SUG? No, 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 not yet. Oh, yeah. There it is. Here we go. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm pretty good. I was just saying I'm excited that it feels like we have good things to talk about on the podcast this week. I mean, only if you're referring to the pay-per-view, quite honestly. Well, yeah, that is what I'm that is what I'm referring to. Okay. I am Cuz I was going to say lackluster raw. I mean, I enjoyed SmackDown last week. Now this this week we're doing it before SmackDown, so we can't talk about this week's SmackDown, but I enjoyed last week's SmackDown. You did not? I did too. I did too. I really did enjoy last week's SmackDown. It was a uh, excellent uh, go home show into the pay-per-view. So, if you ask me. so we'll we'll get to Raw, um, but first of all, anything outside the ring, SUG, that we need to talk about? The biggest news from outside the ring, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson endorsed the Democratic candidate for president, Joe Biden, uh, for president. It's sort of an unprecedented move for him because even though, you know, he appeared at the convention, the Republican National Convention a few years ago. Um, 
he hasn't formally endorsed the candidate, to my knowledge. When you say a few years, I think you're going back to 04. Yeah, it's either 2000 or 2004. It's it's, it's 2000 or 2004, yeah. Yeah, so it's, I mean, I use the term a few very liberally. Um, But yeah, he hasn't endorsed anybody despite appearing at their convention. And um, according to him, you know, supporting some Republican candidates in the past, this time around, he's he's saying uh, he's endorsing Joe Biden formally. Um, yeah, so that was interesting, and, and it led to um, you know a lot of people speculating that he's an alien. Um, the real Rock has been abducted. This is a fake version of the Rock. Um, I saw Val Venus was not happy about it. <laughs> Which, by the way, who cares? Hey, hey, that's the big Valboski to you and me. You didn't want to know what the big Valboski thought about the election? I mean, that's what I'd been wondering about this whole time. I mean, yeah, they, come they, on. they often say, as uh, as goes Billy Kidman or Val Venus, as, as, as the nation goes. I've heard that yeah. for a long time. <laughs> you know, I have heard that before, too, actually. I'm not going to. And lie. I don't know I how heard. Billy Kidman feels on this. I'm not exactly sure. Um, now, remember. Val Venus, uh, I don't know that I knew anything about his personal life prior to this, his, his beliefs, um, nor did I particularly care about this. But um, listen, it was um, the one thing I found funny about The Rock's endorsement, and I, I, you know, it's been interesting to see him sort of, this presidency has clearly pushed him further left. Yeah. Um, but it was funny, man. I mean... You know, I love Rocky, and he seems like a, a really good dude. But to did you watch the, the interview he did with Biden and Harris? I didn't, I didn't make it through all of it. But, like, did you, did you notice in the first couple of – did you see the beginning, like when he first introduced them? Yeah. Like, he talked to them for three minutes, and, like, he, they didn't get a word in. Like, he was just talking. <laughs> I was like, wow, you, you really have the vice president and Kamala Harris here, and you're just – Talking, and they were just sitting there oh, listening. Promo. Like promo, he gotta 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 get his promo stuff in, man. Yeah, he was cutting a promo, uh, and then The Rock tweeted earlier today that the XFL is coming in 2022. Yes, and he also tweeted, I think yesterday, he uh, tweeted about the cast of his show that he has coming. Um, I believe it's on NBC. He tweeted, you know, the major players, the uh, people playing himself. At three different stages of his life, I think somebody in college, oh, someone that show, yes, ten-year-old Rock, and then someone playing fifteen-year-old um, Rock, his mom, his grandmother, his dad, and it's all you know, virtually unknowns in Hollywood, which I which I like, and I also like that I I think you know maybe it's just me, maybe I've been incepted, but I feel like they all look a little like who they're supposed to be playing. You know, he's juxtaposed the cast um, with the pictures of the real people at that time period. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's some resemblance. I could see it working, especially with the the three actors that were cast to play young rock. What what, is this? Is this his whole life? Um, I think up to, you know, college and deciding to become a pro wrestler. Oh right, so I'm so, assuming they stop at the, so the good part stuff. That, so the part that we really want to see not going to be in there. 
<laughs> no, but you know what? Sold on the network, nine ninety nine. There you go. That's a good point. Um, by the way, have you ever thought about how different The Rock looks from like his Walking Tall, two thousand three? You know, the mat the match at eighteen with Hogan, nineteen with Austin, even uh even twenty with with mankind. Do you ever think about how different he looks compared to that? Yes. Yes. He, it's it's insane. He is like the rock right now. I'm not going as far as saying it's like Michael Jackson different, but he is a different person. Like his head is twice as big. Everything is twice as big. Well, almost everything. I, I don't know about everything. Excuse me? I it's truly remarkable like and you know as a wrestling nerd I I don't like it as much you know we listen let's just be honest guys everyone listening to cheap heat universe when you're when you're a wrestling fan like we are we spend a lot of time thinking about men's bodies I mean there's a lot of yeah it's it's a lot of manalizing that we do there's a lot of manalizing and I just in terms of looking cool and awesome like I get why the version of him now is like a G.I. Joe cartoon superhero, but the version of him that was a wrestler in the late 90s and early 2000s looked like a normal badass dude. And now he yeah. just, he, it's, he's unrecognizable almost. Yeah. I think it's, I liked the hair insane. better too. I, like, I liked when he had some hair, not the full baldy. Yeah, I liked, I liked the Hollywood rock era. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Walking that tall. Was, yeah, that was my dude right there. Yeah. When he went, when when he went, did you see the shirt I was that I posted yesterday? Yeah. That You're era. Like, beautiful. That's it. Shirt, 2001. Thank you. A gorgeous rock shirt from 2001. Uh, at Ultimate Wrestling merch. That's right. At, you want to see the shirt? That's right. Um. Anyways, so shouts to Rocky. That's really the big outside the ring news that I can think of for this week. Also. So, oh, and unfortunately, too. You know, Tegan Knox tore her ACL. Oh, I saw uh, that, man. going to be out. Is that the third time? Yes, or- I believe it is. Yo, man. I feel so bad. She's worked so hard to get back and then to do it again. Mm. Sending her the best, but that that is it's a tough one. That's a very tough injury to sustain yet again. Yeah. Um, so, SGG, let's go on to something good, and that would be Clash of Champions. Um, first of all, a dandy of a kickoff show. Um, although I resent being called Muffin. You know, I don't even know how that happened. Somehow, you know, JBL calls me Muffin, and before I know it, I'm being called Muffin the rest of the I really blame Charlie. Because she said the word stud muffin. And then that led to me being and then, a muffin. And they couldn't just let you be stud muffin? They just... No, they had to... They said they were the studs. Booker and JBL were the studs and I was the muffin. <laughs> you know, it's just wrong. Especially as I was making one gorgeous point after another for an hour. Um, but it was a really fun show. And um, actually, the kickoff show had something great. This this should have been the positive omen for the night of Clash of Champions. And if you haven't watched it yet and you're planning on going back, 
Start on the kickoff show, and you don't even have to start with my brilliant talking. Start with Sami Zayn's promo. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn came out and took over the panel and was so good. So good in what was truly a a sign of what was to come later that night from Sami Zayn. Yeah, I was a little worried, too. But because of what he said? Yeah, well, at the end, but he's like, yo, Book, you threw me off my game a little bit. I was like, damn. That was so, <laughs> by the way, that was such a great way to throw throw off all the super smart fans out there because he's like, you know what? I feel like you threw me off, Booker, and if I lose tonight, if I lose, I'm coming for you, and then walks off. <laughs> and uh, It worked. By the way, we also need the drop of him telling me to shut my mouth. Yeah, it was so quick. It was disrespectful, but like at the drop of a dime. I mean, and the, and the finger point at the same time, just a one good, <laughs> shut your mouth. He's so damn good. And so that was a, that was a great start. Um, really enjoyed that. Although I will tell you, I know SUG will probably disagree with me somehow. What the hell was the Andrade Angel Garza promo? Their promo was so weird. Their interview backstage was so weird. I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm not. I know SUG has a as an obligation to defend every non-English first language performer in the company, but that was just weird, yo. That was I, I it wasn't about English or Spanish or about and it just was like what are you doing? What is this? I I don't have a defense for it. I don't. Usually I do. Usually I do because, you know, I feel like if I can make sense of what's going on. But you couldn't, so you have no defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm not going to leave the <laughs> Anyways, that said, the, 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 the kickoff show in general got us starting, got us on the right note. And then you have the triple threat ladder match. And we go into that triple threat ladder match for both IC titles, the original Sami Zayn title that he says he never lost, and then the title that Jeff Hardy won from AJ Styles. And my expectations were high for this match, but also I was like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of, thought it was kind of dumb that on Friday night's SmackDown, they had a triple threat match between them, and during that triple threat match, they. They were all there with the ladders right next to them. I just thought it was too close. And I was like, why are they doing this? It, it's, it's like they didn't use the ladders. I get it. But either way, I still felt like it, it, it could tarnish. It could tarnish the match on Sunday. And then, lo and behold, the, the triple threat ladder match turned out to be, in my opinion, a masterpiece. And Uh-oh. and hold on, wait for it. Oh my God, who is this? Speaking of triple threat, Brian Dipperstein has joined the podcast. Hey, Dip. Hi. How you doing? Do, so, do you guys both agree that the triple threat was major? Yeah, one hundred percent. It the was. Ladder match was incredible. Dip, you didn't. It was no, no complaints <laughs> at all about the ladder match. No, I mean I could complain if you really want me to. No, no, no. I'm not going <laughs> to force you to complain. Well, you we you, you missed the portion a minute ago where we were saying what the hell was going on with Andrade and Angel Garza on the kickoff show. Their bizarre interview backstage that made no sense whatsoever. I know. They're strong. <laughs> I I'm a, I'm not like not a fan, you know, and I was a huge Andrade fan in NXT. Um and I think Angel Garza is a good wrestler, but they're there's there's some there's 
there's something and nothing going on. Right. And 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 yeah. their their kayfabe argument of we're better off without Zelina. No, you're not. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> no, you're yeah. not. It's undeniable. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're definitively worse without her. Um, so yeah, ladder match was a thing of beauty. Uh, really, really enjoyed that. Now, we you guys would agree the card. Is, well, first of all, I should mention this. We found out before the show started that there was a situation, and multiple talents were not cleared. And that basically ruined the the women's matches on the card. Um, no, ba- no Bailey, Nikki Cross, no um, women's tag match, no women's, women's tag, tag match, and so they mm-hmm. moved the Oscar Zelina Vega match to the main card. Um, we talked about this last week. I think the Zelina going right into it with Oscar is a bit of a a rush job. Um, Though maybe she comes out of this week with two losses to Asuka, still better as a singles wrestler than she was before. Um, But but they moved that match to the main card because of the situation. And then I assume they decided to hot shot the Sasha Banks return. Yeah, uh, Sasha should have been out for way longer. I mean... This coming back right now is too, is too early. The only sense I can make of her coming back so early is if she gets put on the shelf again. Do it again. Just do Here's whatever you got to do. Get her out of here again. There's nothing I hate worse. There's nothing I hate more than what, like a fake return. Like a, yeah. like a two-week, she's back. I even it's, felt that way, not to completely switch subjects, which I'm not trying to, but I even felt that way with Cody coming back. Like, yeah. It still wasn't even long. You need to be gone for at least six months. Six months, right? Like six months, six months. Yep. And you need to be gone for. I'm at with least six months for I'm it. With to, that. Thank you, Stack Guy Greg, for it to feel like a return. A return is not a two week thing. It's a it's a months and months thing. We haven't seen this yeah. person. What have they been doing? Yeah, because I mean, we're used to people. People gonna be left off of TV for two weeks for nothing. You know what I mean? Especially when you know we saw Bailey go to great lengths to do something so devastating and so heinous. And then two weeks later, Sasha's back and seeking revenge. Yes, she should eventually come back. And yes, she should immediately seek revenge when she does so. But it's it's too soon. It's too soon. How, how long if, was Bo, if Bo Dallas were to return tomorrow oh, yeah, okay, and, and make a big impact, that'd be a return. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On the shelf for three years. Um, No, that's a really – how long was Sasha off TV? Three weeks? Two weeks? Yeah, if that. She came back. It was like two weeks. Oh, yeah. She did. She up, came she, back and did the interview. She did the interview and got beat up again. Uh-huh. And, she, and she's already. Got, hey, Dip, can I ask she's you a back. favor? Anything. Will you, could you do this? Um, could you to be on the podcast in your room? I'm sorry? Yeah. But see, Greg, you see, I, 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 he, said, he said he would do anything. And then all, all I did was say, could you do the podcast from your room? And he's he's in shock. My I, bedroom? That's right, your bedroom. Is there a problem? Do you have a problem with my dining room area? I, I do. It's all wood, and it's very high ceilings, and it's it's echoey galore. Oh, well, you should have started with that. I know, because up, upstairs is a lower ceiling, and you have carpet in your bedroom. Carpet up a storm. Yeah, there's carpet up a storm. Carpet. That carpet's getting replaced. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, 
so uh, so Sasha ends up coming back and she attacks Bailey and whatever. I- I'm so fr- guys. Let's be honest. This storyline, they finally got it right. Even Dipperstein, even Dip, came around to the point of enjoying them as a tag team. They finally got their storyline right for really the first time in the post-NXT era. And it was it was them as terrible heels, and people were finally invested. And now I feel like they're rushing the breakup, and it's going to be another crappy breakup like they've already had. Yeah. Does any yeah. of this shock you? No, no, but it's frustrating. Oh. It, it is, and it's like, you know, as much as we appreciate the slow burn storylines and WWE doing long term things, like they they seem to always jump the gun with these things that could be stretched out and more impactful. I mean, I, I, thinking about CM Punk immediately comes to mind when he left with the championship. Oh yeah, oh and, yeah. You know, they they could have done so much with that, and he was back two weeks later for. The unification. I feel like the way Sammy did it is the way you do it. Sammy was gone for months. He shows back up with his championship, and guess what? Sammy he, feels meaningful right now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then Sasha Banks, you give her a break like that. You know, she's gonna train. She's gonna do what she has to do in the off season that you give her, and then she comes back, and it'll feel meaningful. And maybe you know, crowds will start to be able to come in um, and enjoy that, but. This right now is just too soon. As much as I like it, and I'm, we are going to enjoy the match that comes out of it. Let's be honest. Well, so they, do, do you think that soon. they do you think they throw them right into Hell in a Cell at Hell in a Cell? They're saying it's going to be the main event of Hell in a Cell. Yeah, that's speculation. Oh, that's that it'll the, be the main event. That's the speculation. People are yeah. saying. Everyone's saying it. Wow. <laughs> that is that's that's. I don't hate that part of it. I don't that part. I, I if you're going to do it. How many Hell in a Cell matches will they have at Hell in a Cell? Because Randy we, and Drew is going to be in a cell, right? Yeah. Let me let me just. I hate Hell in a Cell, and now at this point, Hell in a Cell doesn't matter. Hell in a Cell is a match within a cage. They're not bleeding. They're not using the cage. They're not doing anything cage related at yeah, this point. I know. It's yeah. just, it just is like a, it's just an aesthetic thing. It's Hell in a Cell Jace is what it is. Well, it's not Hell in a Cell Jace esque. Sure, same I agree. With, happened with uh, with with uh, you know the extra the, the the bigger one. What the hell's it called? What, TLC you know, Extreme Rules TLC. No, the the big the big the big cage. I don't elimination chamber. Elimination oh, the elimination chamber? chamber. The elimination chamber. Oh yeah, elimination chamber has always been repug in my opinion. I, the first few were bloody and disgusting. I agree with Dip, though, and the, the problem is that pay-per-views built around these matches. Yep. It's like, you know, Hell in a Cell should should be for these, match, these matches and these feuds that are like grudge matches. They're hardcore, and they have something to prove. And so, like, it's just, it takes away some of the sting when, like Dip said, you know Hell in a Cell's coming up, so you know these feuds are going to get ramped up these to like blood feud levels right they have to they have to make it blood feud level before hell in a cell (laughs) exactly and then they do it again with tlc when you could just hold on on. let's 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 be honest every single stipulation that gets its own pay-per-view it ruins the stipulation that's the moment 
Yeah. It's Extreme Rules, TLC, Hell in a Cell, Elimination Chamber. The second they get their own pay-per-view and it becomes this thing, you the match itself disappears. Exactly. Yep. It's like it's not it's not special anymore. The, I know. It's just... It, do you remember? Do you remember what it used to mean when we've talked about this before? When they'd be we mankind's cutting a promo, and, and he goes, "There's only one way to settle this: hell oh. in a cell." And it would be like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god!" You would pop just for them to mention hell in a cell. Yep, I know. I know. Now it's just. I mean, what could they possibly do? I, I honestly, I can't hear one more Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre promo or anything like that. I, I, I don't want to hear them spoken in the same sense ever again. <laughs> you are a fan of the night vision goggles? hundred times. The promos are boring. This one won the championship 17 times. This one is this, the, the, this and that. I mean, who cares already? They don't, they don't like each other. Enough is enough. It's now, but hold on. Champion. But hold on. <laughs> but hold on. Let's go back to Clash of Champions. I have not heard Dip's opinion. I have not heard S- – yeah, maybe I've heard SGG's opinion. I really enjoyed their schmoz fest of a match. I thought it was fun. I think yeah, it was fun. That was going to be my rebuttal to Dip about, you know – It was good. I, I like the when match, the, but I just – When the bell rings, when the bell rings, there's no denying that, you know, they do great work. So, you know, the lead-up to it can be a little bit sloppy and clunky, and the night vision goggles was weird. <laughs> <laughs> was weird, but little weird, little weird. the match is gonna be good. Who it's no, it's not. It the hell is some for the two of them? Not gonna be good. Not good. <laughs> Randy, okay, okay. We're gonna, let's, let's revisit this again, conversation. Let's revisit this conversation in a few weeks when you love the match. Okay. We'll, we'll see. If, if Randy Orton wins the match, it's interesting. If he loses again, the Drew McIntyre, it sucks. I, I, you Who, know. I will say at this point, at this point now, two two pay per view losses for Randy to Drew McIntyre. No, is it two or one? Who who knows? He lost, he lost to Keith Lee and twice to Drew McIntyre. Is that it? Yep. Yes, yeah, SummerSlam to Drew. Then yep. he lost to Keith. Then he lost to Drew again. If Randy, I, if Randy Orton loses to Drew McIntyre on another pay-per-view, I agree with Dip. It's boring. Like, th- this, th- the interesting thing at this point is to have Randy Orton get the title. Well, uh, the, it doesn't mean that the match is going to be boring or bad or anything like that. True, the true. The match could still be a good, decent, it could be a decent match, but I will be the disappointed. The itself is going to be, yeah, I mean, like we said this past week, the only thing that makes interesting, you know, they had, a bunch of matches on this pay-per-view where they went back to the well. You know, even Nikki Cross and Bailey was something that they did before. Randy and Drew, um, the Raw Tag Team Championship match. The only thing that would have made one of those matches interesting, especially if you're going to extend the storyline, is a title change. Right. And they didn't do it with any of them. I, I, going back, going, you're right. Going back to Keith Lee, can't you smell Jobert's status? It, it, it's, it's moments away. It's there's concern. It, I could, I'm there's smelling concern. something, and it's Keith Lee becoming a Joe Bear. It's, uh, I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't want it to happen. I like Keith Lee, but I can see him descending slowly into Joe Bairdom. No, I disagree with that. He just beat Andrade on Monday Night Raw. First beat Andrade. He, eh. I mean, it is Andrade. Andrade is a former United States champion. Andrade go. is a former. Yeah, here we, here we go. 
Who and cares? Andrade, champions mean nothing anymore. Who cares? No, they don't. The they don't. The contortioner. They yeah. don't to you, Andrade. but he, who cares about he, Andrade? He's part of a of a terrible tag team that exists. Oh, no, right he's now. not. Enough. Andrade is a person. Andrade is a person who, beginning with Zelina Vega dumping the crew, and then him deciding that he was going to go on his own, seemed to be poised for a push of his own. There's he no seemed question. to be somebody that was moving up the card, and then they they run him into Keith Lee. He issues an open challenge. He runs to Keith Lee and. Keith loses to Keith Lee in like three minutes. So you say, yes, it's Andrade, but Andrade is a person who is guaranteed to give you great matches against all types of opponents. You think about the Rey Mysterio feud, even them dropping him in with a random tag team. What was his last? What was Andrade's? No one cares about the matches. Yeah, what was no his, one cares. What was his last meaningful I care. win? You care. I care. No one else cares. What was Andrade's last meaningful win? He puts on good matches. Who cares? He's not interesting. Andrade's, Andrade's, he's not interesting without Zelina Vega yet. Yet, his last meaningful win, I don't even know. That's not good. I could not okay. tell you. So when I tell you that, tell you. Yeah, Keith Lee beat him in a Jobert match, you're telling me that I, I'm crazy. Who's the Jobert there? Who's the Jobert? Keith, Lee, Keith Lee squashed them. Who's the? They're Jobert? both Joberts there because they're. That is absurd. Him. That's absurd. I like, that is absurd. I like this argument a lot um, because I, it, I, have, I have I have right. I have some concerns too. But by the way, when you start out, when Keith Lee shows up. And beats Randy Orton in some weird in-between the middle of Randy having a story with somebody else. Now Keith Lee is taking a step down. He 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 started out pinning the, the, the most mage guy on Raw. And they didn't have a story. So now Randy goes back to his title picture with Drew. And Keith Lee is stuck with Andrade. And and to exactly. Dip's point, he ends up... He's not stuck with Andrade. That, He's that's padding a, that's his resume. A, that's a step He's down there. padding his resume... It resumes don't make a difference. Gra- He's not adding anything. They needed a match to keep him on TV, and so they put him with Andrade, who they know that he could squash because Andrade is a jobber right now. So that's that- absurd. SGG, what is uh, uh, what was was there any padding of Zelina Vega's resume before she got a title shot against Oscar? <laughs> she didn't. To her they credit, buried Zelina Vega. They to her did. credit, though, the matches they didn't bury Zelina Vega. She was already she's at the level that she was. She had great matches. She had two good matches with on Oscar. They were serviceable. The Monday Night Raw match was better than the pay per view match. Uh, um, I but I think they did more mind. to show. You're they did not. more to show that she the the match on Raw was better than the pay per view match. I, I don't think even, they did more to show. They're meaningless. The matches. Who cares? It, it matters who wins at this point. The match was so. What match? There was nothing. Selena Vega's going to beat Asuka. Selena Vega's going to win. Nobody no, believed not. that. Nobody no. believed that. So the, her only hope could oh, be okay. to have a good showing. No, no, no. Her only hope could be to have a good showing, which she did. So no, that's... I agree. I, I think I, I think the weekend helped Selena Vega. I still don't think that was the way to get her going. I don't... Call me... No, I'm, I, I'm, I agree. I'm not some knowledgeable old-school wrestling guy, but I listen yeah, to... Yeah, you are. Well, I... <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. I am sorry. Congratulations! But, yeah, sorry. That's exactly what you are. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was comparing it relative to me sitting around the other day, listening to Booker and JBL talk wrestling. Dip. I didn't even tell you about this. Dip. Dip. My Saturday night was um, me and Graves hung out, got a bite to eat, whatever. Then Graves wanted to go to bed. I said I'm going to go downstairs and meet Booker and J- JBL who were watching the UFC. So I mm. met I met Booker and JBL and we watched the UFC in the um, at the hotel, um, the Bubble Hotel, and we sat there watching. And without fail, 
we ended up in like multiple wrestling conversations mm-hmm. in which in which Booker and JBL are just talking and it's like it's so much better I'm so I, I I wish my goal in life is to one day and I'm not saying I'm not a good interviewer but to be as good an interviewer on on the show as I am when I'm just sitting with two guys at a bar cuz I mean I'm just asking for they started talking about Blackjack Lanza and I was like oh, who doesn't want to hear about that cuz they're cuz they were they were talking about the, the state of wrestling today and who's who's teaching who where did the wrestlers learn how to you know do their matches and how who they and who the agents were when they were there so i say well who were the agents and 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 jbl starts talking about blackjack lanza and then booker's like let me tell you a story about blackjack lanza <laughs> and then he tells a story about how when he first started started working with blackjack Lanza, he had been wrestling for 12 years already, but he just got into the company, and they did a house show, and he loses to the heel, and the heel leaves and goes up the ramp, and so Booker just does what he always does, which is, you know, gets out of the ring and walks back up and gives five to the people who were one at five, and when he gets up there, Blackjack Lanza's like, what the hell are you doing, kid? Let me, let me, let me tell you what to do. We're going to have the same match tomorrow night. Here's what I want you to do. Oh, boy. When you lose, I want you to sit there on your on your knees the whole time the, the heel is going back up the ramp. Let the heel get all the way back up the ramp and through the curtain and then finally make it up to your feet. A classic trope? Yeah. <laughs> Booker tries. I mean, Booker tries it, gets to his feet, in ovation from the entire arena. Walks out, just shakes like one hand, and just kind of like waves to the appreciation. The, the little details that change absolutely everything, and 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 the impact that's made when you're learning it from I, iconic wrestlers who understood the mm-hmm. business. How many times have we seen that? I mean, we've seen that all the over time. The of history. Yeah. Rick, Rick Flair, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Shawn Michaels leaves and then Rick Flair gets up and then it's just like, like you said, the explosion of, of just making it to applause. your feet. Yeah. I know. I know. So, um, I don't know how I got there. What were we talking about in terms of this card that led to me telling you about watching with, about listening to, oh, I'm not an old school wrestling guy. Is what I was saying. What and you said yes, I am. But I was saying relative to Booker and JBL. What were we saying before that? Though? But what, which match were we talking about? Oscar and Zelina Vega. Okay, yeah. Oscar and Zelina Vega. I was yelling at Greg for for something. Oh, oh, oh! Yes. Again, here we go. I'm not some old school wrestling guy, but I will say this: you <laughs> you need you can't just throw the the way to build a story or build a character in this case, which is Zelina Vega as a wrestler, you don't start off by having her just lose to the champion twice. Like, that's shortcutting. That's skipping over building her up. It's just being like, hey, if we just put her in with Oscar real quick, as long as she survives, you know, she'll win points. And it's like, but she didn't deserve to be there in the first place. And I say right. this I say this as a personal friend of the real person, and I really want her to have a meaningful match, and I'm happy yeah. for her. But, like, that's not how you do it. 
Zelina Vega should be building as a character, then get the Asuka match, and she shouldn't win that Asuka match, but then she should compete with Asuka and earn some respect, and then the next time she faces Asuka, you really believe it is credible. They're going to rush this, and they'll probably put her in with Asuka again in a week and think that we're going to believe she's going to beat her in a week. Yeah, and like you said, that's the way they should have done it. Unfortunately, they didn't. I don't know why they didn't, but they didn't. It's because decisions are being made on the fly. Things are being done by, on you know last minute. There's not thought being put into any of this. Hello, but it's crazy. But but there. But let's go back now to the the Randy Drew match, which you know. Listen, I know there'll be people who hate on it, and, and in fact, I heard from one of them, Brian Mann, who texted me during the match, dissing it. At least I think he was dissing it. Maybe he meant in a positive way, but it's really. It, Knowing his personality, you wouldn't assume so. Um, listen, it was a big old schmoz, but boy, did they make it fun. They made that match fun. I I ended up caring about it at the end. Even even having Ric Flair come in just to drive the ambulance was mm-hmm. fun. By the way, when we were in rehearsal doing it and talking about that match, I, fi- I found myself struggling to say ambulance right. Rehearsal? For the kickoff show. Oh, I mean, uh, we weren't when we were when we were pr- testing our mics. I was just saying I was. Struck- oh, I thought you were talking about the rehearsal for the match. Like, uh, no, what? There's no such thing as rehearsal. They, no rehearsal. They don't, they don't do the that. No, no, no. They Not do. the way we live. I don't live that way. No, no. But I was saying for me, I, I was like ambulance, ambulance, Am- You say ambulance. Who said ambulance? I think New Yorkers say ambulance. See, I think. Oh my! I'm happy to argue this for an hour. And a half. I, I think there. I think there are people out <laughs> there who York- say. New Yorkers say, do say ambulance. It, 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 they do, don't they? You say yeah. ambulance, Greg? I say ambulance. Oh, my God. Dip. I don't even know what this is. I'm, I'm sick. I'm I'm not. I'm uh, I see. Uh-huh. Dip, what do you say? Ambulance. Ambulance. <laughs> yes, like a human being. Oh, I need to hear him say it again. Say it one more time. Ambulance. Ambulance. What do you say? Ambulance. Ambulance, yeah. Okay, you go watch an ambulance match, and 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 let Peter and I have a conversation. <laughs> I I was confused when I was, I I didn't remember what I said, but when I read it, I was like, wait a second, is it ambulance or ambulance? So I guess it's being around people like SGG. I noticed it? when you uh, were on ambulance. the kickoff show um, this week, you you uh, you were you were you had a little you had a little vibe when you said Andrade. Oh, I did. Yeah, I said Andrade. Yeah, you were you were very close to saying Andrade. Oh, Andrade, Andrade, <laughs> and Angel Garza. There was a hint. There was a hint of Andrade. <sighs> oh wow! By the way, did you like the line when out of nowhere I go? Uh, this just this just poof came to me, guys. When I said that the which were, the match we're about to get to, uh, Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. When I said it could either be magic or tragic. I mean, this is yes. this is art. That uh, was a stunning, gorgeous <laughs> performance. And it was both. It was both. It was magic and tragic. Also, I recommend everyone watch the Jay Uso doc on uh, the network. Very, very good stuff. That, that chronicle was incredible. Really loved it. Let's talk it. about the match. I have an opinion galore on it. Okay, it well, just a half uh, about the chronicle before we get to it. Was just a half an hour. Yep. Anybody has that time right now? Just a half an hour set aside. Everyone has that half hour unless it's SGG being asked to watch anything related to AEW, in which case he does not have that half hour. It's gone. Yeah, no. I, or, I, his, I watched AEW this week, the uh, first half of it. Immediately regretted it, but I did it for you. Uh, I will I will go through some regret. Did you did you did you watch the MJF Jericho thing from last week yet? 
I did. That was that was as advertised. It was very entertaining. Was I not was I not right it about was. that? It was. It was advertised. It was. It was just a nice little morsel of entertainment. Just the right amount of both of them. Dip. You know what I say together. about you know what I say about MJF and Chris Jericho last week. You you what? saw you saw their spot together, right? No, I got to be honest. I have not watched uh, AEW in oh, two weeks because you were with your family. So yeah. they they did a little bit. All they did a little bit last week with Jericho and MJF together. This, right after the pay-per-view. This sort of heelish, just like funny back and forth. It lasted yep. five minutes. And here's what I would describe it as. It was the kind of bit that if someone else wandered into the room who didn't like wrestling or know what anything about wrestling and saw it, you wouldn't be embarrassed that they saw it. They wow. would, they would think, I know, they would think it was real television. They would think these are comedic people who are supposed to be in front of a camera performing. They're just being talented. That, that's what I liked about it. It's not that they reinvented the wheel. They were just organically funny. Like, they are actually funny. And I can't stand Jericho. I'd like to throw him off of his own cruise if I could. But damn it if he's not talented. He's like outside of the outside of the ring. Yeah, Make you. sure if you're. Let me go back to this. Make sure if you're watching the Jay Uso Chronicle, you have the volume turned all the way up in case an ambulance drives past your house. By the way, it's a great point too because we finally said it right. We could really the sound of an ambulance could really drown out the sound of the uh, Jay Uso Chronicle show. We, we've been doing <laughs> finally said it right. We've been doing this podcast for 41 minutes, and SGG has still not had the sound of an ambulance go by, which is shocking because it happens very often. Not yet. I never have an ambulance on my street. <laughs> now, and by the way, get up my street. now that we started this conversation, the entire mailbag is mail is going to be filled with just ambulance, ambulance. That's all anyone's going to want to talk about is ambulance, ambulance. <laughs> but um, OK, so dip. I'll Hopefully let, they want to talk about this next match. Yeah, uh, dip. I'll let you have the first word since you said you have a very stop a, yourself, a very big take on it. Your take on Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. It, it, it's a it's a it's a take a jace on them um but i enjoyed the match the match was good i like the slow pacing i thought it was like a since they lost two matches i felt like they really told them to to drag it out and they were really dragging it and dragging it and like i i i there was a moment where i was like okay like let's keep let's pick up the pace a little bit but for the most part i enjoyed that they tried to tell a story in the ring and that it was you know an interesting thing to see Here's my problem with the storyline, oh, okay? No. Um, I understand its purpose. I care about it. I have no issues. But the fact that Paul Heyman is just a guy now that is standing in the background and not doing anything and barely speaking is ruining the entire thing for me, okay? Okay. Roman, to me, the, the heel term in my opinion, has been ruined by the fact that they absolutely have no regard for Paul Heyman. I know from reading the dirts and whatever, whatever information that I have is that, you know, this, the fact, how many times they said tribal chief, the tribal chief thing, tribal chief, tribal chief, tribal chief. I mean, how many times could they say tribal chief? This is what they're doing to like put him over as like a important heel. This is what they're calling him. That's fine. But to keep Paul Heyman in the background as like his lackey or his like his like his like um, assistant or whatever they're using him as, like he's looking up to Roman Reigns. It does. I'm sorry, but it doesn't work. 
I needs, it needs to be the same thing as Paul Heyman. Brock Lesnar is a monster heel, yes, because of the way he wrestles and the way he looks, but because of Paul Heyman. Roman Reigns looks great. His new teeth are great. He's in great shape. I like the no shirt. I the love the no shirt. Yeah. His, his tattoo is awesome. His hair looks, everything about him looks the part and looks great and he looks different. But without Paul Heyman telling everyone what a bad guy he is, it doesn't completely work and it doesn't really make the impact that it should. And as uh, a result, it's, 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 it's not as impactful as it could be. I, I agree with I wouldn't I agree with the way dip ended that. If you'd said when you said fully ruined, I don't agree. It's still good. Right. But I agree with you. The impact is not as high. Roman and Jay had an amazing match. That story tells itself because it's based in reality. It is a real life family. It is an, a, a real argument between cousins, one who is, in fact, more big time, more important, more rich, more powerful than the other. That story tells itself it's beautiful and awesome, and they did a magnificent job. And I'm trying to get Jey Uso on the show either tomorrow for another episode or next week. I, it was the moment of his career, and it was awesome. All, all of that said, I agree with Dip. And I've said this since the first week that they were, why are you teasing us like he might not really be with Heyman? To me, it's hedging their bets in case they don't want him to be a bad guy. And I feel that. I don't want, I don't want the bet hedged. It's over. He's a bad guy. He just beat up his cousin. I want him to run this place. I want him to be a full-blown bad guy. I understand his incredible battle with uh, leukemia. And I know that in real life, everyone loves him. This is a different era. People understand that he is not the guy on TV. We all know you can root for him as a man and a human being and allow him to be this badass. And guess what? One day he will turn back to being a good guy and you'll look at his career and for 90% he was a good guy. Let this year, whatever it is, let him be a full bad guy. I agree. Now listen, I was a little sick of Heyman's droning on endlessly about Brock towards the end. I don't need the 15-minute promos every Monday from Heyman. But I do want to see that Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns are fully as a unit. I agree with Dip on that. SGG? What's the point otherwise? Who cares? Uh, We don't need him. We just need him to be a badass. There is no point to having Paul Heyman there if Paul Heyman is not going to be a part of it. Okay? Paul Heyman, Heyman, I think, has been – there's been just the right amounts of Paul Heyman from the time we saw him sit next to Roman Reigns. Now, especially when you think about this Jey Uso feud, right? Because when Paul Heyman was simply going to go for the Universal Championship, Paul Heyman was a little bit more vocal about how much he was going to destroy Braun and destroy um, Bray and take the Universal Championship. And then when Jey Uso comes into the fray, Paul Heyman takes a back seat because mm. if, you think about, if you think back, right, when Roman wins the Royal Rumble and he's going to go after Brock Lesnar, and Paul Heyman's representing Brock Lesnar, the first thing that comes out of Paul Heyman's mouth to Roman Reigns is, I go way back with your family. You're Samoan. You're a badass. I'm not going to disrespect you, but I'm going to tell you this. They come up all these years later. 
Now he's next to Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns is against Jey Uso. Jey Uso's in that family. So Paul Heyman is applying that same level of respect mm, to Jey Uso and letting them. The contortionist them, is contorting a good argument here, though. No, and he's letting it's them. Not, I'll tell you why. That's why, that's why Roman Reigns and Jey Uso had to be at the forefront of this. So mm. even when Jey picks up the title and then fakes like he's going to hold it and then leaves, uh, leaves the ring with Roman smiling and then Paul Heyman gets in the ring, he doesn't say anything. He gives Roman a look and then Roman immediately flips the switch like, you know. That was disrespectful. Jay Uso saw it. Jay Uso commented on it last week. Jay Uso asked him, "Why are you with Paul?" Roman's like, "I got this." Jay Uso knows the respect that Paul Heyman has for that family, but he still doesn't like Roman with Paul, and Roman mm. doesn't care. Roman, throughout this whole storyline, has been the one showing the disregard for Jay Uso that Paul Heyman, from years ago, said that he was not going to show to this family. So Roman in this particular storyline had to be the one to take the charge of like going further and further down the path of darkness. Not because he's being pulled there by Paul Heyman, but because he's taking it upon himself to walk that path. They even make it a point by saying, you know, he called Paul Heyman, not the other way around. Paul Heyman said this, not because Paul Heyman is pulling him in this direction is because he's going where he needs to go to be. The bad guy. Now, I think in other feuds, we might see Paul Heyman do a little bit more of the talking and a little bit more of like, you know, escalating the situation in terms of Roman becoming more and more evil, shall we say. But I think in this particular feud, it had to be Roman making the conscious choice of Mm. being like, I'm going to go down this way. Because it's not like CM Punk who came out and said, I was a Paul Heyman guy and then pops up next to Paul Heyman. It's not like Brock Lesnar who was being reunited with his agent from years ago. So what, what say wrong. you? What say you, Dip? Okay, <laughs> Greg, you are Greg the Hammer Valentine. You are so obsessed with Roman Reigns that you are creating a mythology that doesn't exist. <laughs> Is that what you believe? I mean, I, I cited I cited videotape. <laughs> if it doesn't exist, I don't know what we all been. I didn't watching. mean to call you the Hammer. I meant to call you the Virgin. I apologize. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but I will. I will say. I will say that you were, you're talking about. He used to manage the Samoans or whatever. When when he was the manager of Samoan SWAT team in, in in late days NWA early days WCW right. he did all the talking he was he was he created their characters a thousand percent but were they than, but, but were they but, yeah he was were introducing they, them but were they feuding them. Were they they feud, and were they feuding with other Samoans in their family no, no. they feuded with the Steiners and they see, see but with, here, here's the thing here's the thing to SUG's point and this goes very inside and also the one part I'll disagree with SUG is that a lot of people don't know this so it may be sort of useless but I have a larger point but, but yes, they've been saying it though but, they've been saying this but 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 Heyman goes back all the way to when he was like a ringside photographer in Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden Afa and Sika taking care of him so it does make sense that he would take a step back when there's internal beef in that family not wanting to be part of it that, that's not real you're sgg's creating he said, that. He may have said it but that's but that's not what's being portrayed and, and you bring up the Samoan swat team right you mentioned the Samoan swat team yeah you know who was on the Samoan swat team yes you know whose son was uh facing roman reigns yeah Rikishi. Rikishi, yeah paul Heyman managed jay uso's father why is he going to get in the middle of a family spat but like you don't see like I don't I don't I'm not getting the effect that like Paul Heyman is this generational Samoan manager. He they may have been, he's been saying it. He's promo, been saying but, it. 
He's been he says it every time he goes up okay. against Roman Reigns. What, what he's been saying it for four years. An impact on me. They're not. They, maybe maybe they need to show footage. Maybe they need to do a package about it. You but should watch the Chronicle. It goes to a greater point. They're not putting him in the front of the story, and they should be. He should they be should, a part of it. He's they not. Should, they should center Paul Heyman, this white Jewish New Yorker, in the middle of a Samoan versus Samoan family feud. In terms, yes, no they sense. should make him a bigger part of it because he was the man. If he was really the, he was the manager of the generations of Samoan wrestlers. That yes, he should have a say in what the history has been. And may, maybe to your point, he, they have been saying it in promos, but it has not made an impact on me in the storyline. Just as a viewer, I'm not like. Wow, Paul Heyman really matters to this story. I mean, I, I, I think you're both right. I, I, I think, think you're both right on here, this here, though. Because SGG, you know, SGG, you know. Hold on, SGG, you know much more than the average viewer. So if that's not making an impact on Dip, and you are also a Roman Reigns fanboy, so between your Roman Reigns fanboyship and your overall Shut nerdiness, off, guy, memory, and knowledge of this story, you are not the average person. Like to Dip's point. It, would it hurt to throw a package on SmackDown where they show you the history and you understand a little bit more? I think there's some middle ground I don't think here. it would. I don't think it would hurt. I don't here, think here, it would hurt. Here's, a, here's one thing I'll say, which kind of alters the, the point I was making and agrees with you in some capacity. But I will say that Paul Heyman doesn't need to be the bro- like like the like the dominant speaker or the or the pop, but he could at least be like the cower or like. Oh, you know, like he could be talking more and and being a part of it as as his lackey, but just have more to say. But just him, like like not interfering and just standing by. It just it it's not it doesn't make an impact. Again, the relationship can be different than the one that he has with Brock Lesnar, but we just it needs to make I, a difference. He needs to be there for a reason. I would like this. How about I mean, in their match, you could have told the exact same story. But if you had been telling more about the Heyman Samoan relationship, and if at some point when Jay Uso had an offensive moment, Paul Heyman starts talking to him, and the way they had the mics turned up was so great, you could hear yeah. them. Yeah, that was great. That that you that that sure. all of a sudden you hear Jay Uso being like, "You used to be with my dad, Us, blah 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 blah," and Heyman's like, "You're blah 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 blah," and starts distracting him for a second, and then and then Roman gets his heat back. What's wrong with that? Nothing. But even if even if he yeah, even no, if wrong with that. you saw Heyman strategizing with Roman backstage or talking like they're just he's not making an impact on the storyline and he should be. He's not making an impact on Roman's life and he should be making an impact. <laughs> that's the, that's the greater, larger point I'm making. He's just he shouldn't he doesn't need to be there if he's not going to do anything. Yeah, I, I agree with you. generally. Well, I just think in Heyman. this I just think in this feud when it was about that family and that bloodline and like so much about the Samoan culture that. Yes, he should have taken a back seat. And well, so, th- so, we'll, we'll, be. so we'll get He's an answer. He's a part answer. of their history. But we'll, 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 we could argue the nuance. He is that. a part of the history, but like, I mean, come on, you can't. You so can't why not have him? Because he's not Samoan. He's this is like this is a family thing. This is this is them two going yeah, but, at but, it. But, but, but SGG, that that's, that's you're, you're the talking. Point you wanted to make. No, but if SG, he wanted to interfere, ex- and they were like, "This is a Samoan thing." Ex- well, no, SGG, you're almost making the point for dip because by Roman being like. What he's observing the rules of this being a Samoan family thing? That's babyface talk. That's babyface talk. Right. Screw Not the family. Screw the family. He should step on their throat. He should bring Not the in. No, not necessarily because he's the tribal chief. He's doing what he wants to do already. I understand, but why is he following the rules if he's a good guy? Like I, I, I he's with this outsider. No, that's it's not completely. Thought that's out. not me saying that he's following the rules. That's me saying that you know Paul Heyman taking it upon himself to like. 
insert and speak for Roman and do different things might might seem out of place. Right, but make that make that a thing then. That's right. what I'm saying. Like, make make right. Paul Heyman be the annoying person who's trying to interfere in a family feud and has nothing to do with it because he's not Samoan. But like, make that a good thing. Make that a thing on TV. Like, make that part of the story even. Well, it'll be very interesting to see what happens on Friday. So that would, they need to incorporate Paul more. End of story. I I think we all agree on that. That if it's not, we're arguing about this specific story. Yeah. But if we get to another story, because presumably they'll move on from Jey Uso. I assume relatively quickly. I'll, t- I'll tell you what they should be doing. They should have Jimmy turn on Jay. Jimmy should join no. and be the apprentice to 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 to, to Roman. He's the tra- the tribal chief in training. Like they need to. Maybe. You really want to pick up a fun? I don't think so. Family, have one brother turn on the other brother. I don't that's think so fun. because you know, Roman's, are, Roman's already the tribal chief. Jimmy and Jay are already his underlings. He doesn't but need make to, Jimmy like, make it aspire to be him and make Jay the naysayer. And then, well, that well, guess what you do, SGG. And have by the way, by the way, Jimmy. By the way, convince him. By the way, SGG can't see tag teams that he likes turn on each other because he. uh, No, I don't like it. He's even worse than you in thinking this is all actually real. But I know I don't like it. It's 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 (laughs) they're not twins. It of course they're no, they are actually real twins. That's what makes it amazing. So I think that was one of the best ideas Dips ever had. Jimmy Uso coming out to the ring. Every time Roman comes out, he has Paul Heyman and Jimmy Uso as his apprentice. And then guess what you get, SGG? Because I got news for you. Jay and Roman's story is ending. He's not going to get six months with Roman. So oh, I hope so. so and, and guess what? Jimmy can't work because he's injured. So you get Jimmy Uso back on TV, and you build to a storyline for Jimmy and Jay when he comes back. So he's not just middling on this tag team division of ridiculousness. He has an actual story. It's, it it, it wins for everybody. That's a mania what match. Prefer, what I would prefer is something is, where they're best friends and they live happily ever after. The two of them play in the park together. No, no, no. What I would prefer is Roman runs through the whole family. And when I say the whole family, okay, I mean the whole family. He wanted to beat up Rikishi too. Beat up Rikishi. Okay. I'm not mad at that. And, and then The Rock. And then he gets The Rock. If, and then he gets The Rock. Tamina, if Tamina no. and Naya want to want to peace, do that. they can get a spear. They can't get a can't spear. Them? All right. <laughs> Rocky's <laughs> daughter. That's fine. That's a fine way to go with it, too. I don't hate and that. Then, but I, don't hate I that. like and my then, idea better. And then now The Rock has to defend the family. And now Rock Roman, which is also a mania match. And obviously, this is after. Obviously. Runs through Jimmy, runs through Rikishi, runs through everybody. And then The Rock I has like, to step I, up. I like the idea of having Mania be completely Samoan focused in the main event. Oh, you know what? Hey, I'm with it. Hey. No, no, no. But I'm by the way, but how about can we just consider both of your ideas? That yeah. he he makes Jimmy his apprentice, and the two of them run through the entire family, and then at Mania, you not only have Rock Roman, but you also have Jimmy J. I Hold mean, up. are can, you kidding me? Homemade. It can, would be it I, would be the biggest thing ever for that family, which would deserve it. They would deserve it, can, and it would be the yeah, biggest right. it would be the biggest mania moment they've ever had. Can I really incorporate both ideas and say this? Roman beats up Jimmy. Jay is still mad at Jimmy for throwing in the towel. Right. So Jay turns on Jimmy and joins Roman. Okay. Jay is the apprentice. Oh, I'm not mad at Jay that either. and Jimmy. Jay and Jimmy WrestleMania match. Rock Roman, also WrestleMania match. Uh, fantastic! I, I, welcome to welcome to the correct side of history. <laughs> Greg yeah, the well, Virgin it's, it's, Valentine. It's just it's just finding a way, you know, to make it interesting. To make it really interesting because we all mm-hmm. enjoyed 
the match. The match was great. They had an old school wrestling match. They told an old school story. The Samoan I'm going to go ahead and say match of the year. The Anua family, everyone cares about. Everyone's dialed in on them. It, they're important. Match of the year conversation, I'm totally fine with that. So how do we continue to go back to this well and keep making it interesting instead of just, I don't know, do something like, next week there's going to be an appearance by The Rock. And then The Rock comes out and Roman comes out and is like, I'm calling you out, brother. It's you and me, and that's it. No, let's. That's what's going to happen. Let's make so, this awesome. Get ready. Yeah, I mean, good. The good thing is, you know, unlike with other feuds, they don't have to keep going back and forth, rematch after rematch for six months. There's like nine thousand Samoans they could throw at Roman <laughs> on his way to the top of the family. You know what I mean? On his way to the Rock. Oh, that would be really. How fun. amazing would a Jimmy versus Jay Uso? No holds barred, extreme rules at or something. Or some you'd match at WrestleMania. It would, it would be awesome. It would be Jimmy. No title necessary. Just nope. a blood feud match. It would be incredible. That would be Jimmy versus Jay Uso. I, I would have to go back. I, I would say that I said Jay Uso Roman Reigns would be the biggest moment of Jay's career. Not if he has a match against Jimmy at WrestleMania and Hell in a Cell or whatever that thing may be. It won't be Hell in a Cell. They'll stretch it till October again. That I know they'll stretch it and make it fit in hell in the cell. SGG, are you ready to redeem yourself with uh, the Shad Gaspard Black Power rankings? A lot of complaints the last few weeks. Well, listen, I'm going to be honest about these Black Power rankings. This week was lackluster in terms of the, the time that we were given to the Black talent. You know, um, Scorpio Skies match, participation in the tag team match, which I enjoyed, notwithstanding. You know. So does that mean you uh, don't have a black power rankings? No, this week we're going on hiatus. Hiatus they, next week. That's sad. Yeah, no, because I mean there were no I standouts. Uh-huh. There just there weren't any standouts this week. You know, the hurt business continued their their feud with Apollo and Ricochet, in which I think we were all hoping they would move on from that. Um Isaiah Cassidy lost to a Judas effect. You don't you don't get on the black oh, power rankings. That's gotta hurt Judas you. Judas that's effect. gotta hurt yeah, you. That, I mean, that actually puts you on the on the shelf a little bit, um, you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Our truth, our truth is now like forty time, twenty four seven champion, but um, you know he can't just keep keep popping up on these rankings for winning the twenty four seven championship. By the way, that, what that, a what a good guy! Our truth. I, I love our truth. What a good guy he is. He's a great guy. He really he really is a great guy. He's the definition. With no sarcasm, the legitimate great girl. guy. The definition of a great guy. He really, Listen. honestly, there that might be his next shirt. It's just a picture of our truth, and it just says "great guy." I buy it. I have the truth is twenty four seven shirt. You know, you do? I love the twenty four. I do. I love twenty four seven championship. I love our truth, but you know he can't keep popping up on these here rankings for just winning the twenty four seven championship. Are you? Would you say that you are to the twenty four seven championship what wrestling for sale Ted is to the intercontinental championship? Oh, 100%. You're committed. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, listen, this has been fun. I've enjoyed fighting about this, the the Roman Jey Uso thing. And guess what, though? We can all agree on one thing. Even though they could do more, even though they, I want Heyman to be, I agree with Dip, I want Heyman to be more involved. I'm, I'm looking forward to SmackDown on Fridays right now. I am looking forward yeah. to it. It's the A show. It's the it's it's it's, it's 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 finally truly the A show. It it really is. I love that it's two hours and not three. It's so much less I intimidating right to watch. 
You know, I care about I care about several things going on. I mean, there's some things that I think need work. Matt Riddle and Baron Corbin feels like it's been going on forever with no end in sight. Alan um, Cell's coming up. <laughs> oh, baby. Exactly. So, but I I am looking forward to SmackDown. Rosenbergbeats at gmail dot com. Um, reach out. Dip. Take it easy out there. Stay mage, will you? Oh yeah. Oh, and SGG, enjoy yourself, please. Oh, yeah. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left the majesty. Does this place look haunted? No, I don't think so. What about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us. That is truly frightening. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents. Uh, thank you, creepy girls. Want to see our room? Mm, we're going to sleep in the car now. Happy Geico-ween. Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents.